Organissima New York. Your exotic skin, hair and beauty source and your one-stop shop for all your natural and organic skin and hair care. Featuring authentic organic Moroccan oil and prickly pear seed oil and much more. Bringing you only the best straight from the source and proudly produced in the USA. So what are you waiting for? Shop today at www.arganissima.com Arganissima, New York. Your beauty is our duty. Welcome back to the iHealth channel, iHealth Radio, with your host, Hurricane H, new day, new show, new topic, new guest. And today's topic is going to affect everyone. If you're watching and listening, it is, it is for you. It's going to help you, and you probably have experienced something that we're going to be discussing today with our guest. And, um, you know, we all know the power of the mind, and it's all in the mind. And today we're going to talk about mindfulness and transformational thinking. With me today, author, keynote speaker, international keynote speaker, coach, also the founder and president of the Institute of Transformational Transformational Thinking, <laughs> Aura Nadrich. Aura, welcome to the show. Hi, Hurricane. Thank you so much for having me. It is my pleasure and honor. And I actually, I am so excited about this topic because this affects everybody. I'm, I'm a person that loves positivity and loves to work with the mind. And, and it's all about the mind. I mean, whatever you, you tell you, your mind, it, it happens, it manifests somehow. And the power of the mind is just, just uh, we, we don't understand it well enough. And it is funny because a couple of shows I've had so far, you know, that they've talked about this topic, you know, and so this is really in line with a lot of the things that we've been talking about on the radio here in the station. And so one thing that we start with usually is your story, how you got into this. I mean, you have a bunch of books, you help people, you do a lot of stuff, but somehow, somewhere you started your path and it got you to this. We can talk about that first, and then let's dive in into the mindfulness and the power of the mind. Great. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, I've been writing for a very long time. I really started writing when I was even a little girl. I used to write poetry and short stories, and, you know, it was something that was very natural for me, uh, but I went in a whole different direction. I actually was an actress for 10 years, and while I was an actress, I sold a screenplay. It was an original screenplay, and I was just amazed that it was bought by a major studio and it was going to be turned into a movie. And so writing was always a part of my life. And it wasn't really until I had a, a very horrible experience with a family member of mine that had a mental breakdown. And it really just turned my world upside down. This is an older sister of mine who was the most exquisite human being. I mean, beautiful inside and out, just a radiant soul, do you know? And she had a uh, mental breakdown and was never the same again after that. And it was devastating. And it was devastating for me, the whole family. 
I was the youngest of four and I, and I, I took it hard. You know, it was really very hard for me to accept that my beautiful, amazing special sister was never going to be the same person again. So I really got affected by that profoundly. And what happened was, is that I started to experience deep anxiety from what had happened to her. And it took me on a very deep psycho-spiritual journey because I was suffering and I didn't know why. And I started to go into many different modalities of therapies. And uh, it took me everywhere from cognitive behavioral therapy to just everything from meditation, everything I could find. And it was an incredible journey of awakening for me. You know, I suddenly found myself on a journey of finding out so much about the workings of the mind. It really wasn't until I went into Jungian analysis, which was founded by Carl Jung, the Swiss psychologist, that I was able to really come to terms with my anxiety. You know, it, it impeded my career, actually. I had suffered from such deep anxiety, not knowing why, that that's what I, took me on this journey. And what I realized when I went into that deep dive of psychoanalysis, that I was living in fear. And I didn't know what was behind the fear. It was just this very low-grade feeling of anxiousness without knowing why. And what I was able to discover in my journey of this self-inquiry was that I was afraid that I was going to have a breakdown like my sister. And the reason for that is there was, it wasn't based in anything real. It was based solely on fear. And the fear came from, well, how could she have been perfectly normal one day? And then she was never the same again. Well, if that can happen to her, that can happen to me. What I didn't realize is that when we go into fight or flight, we oftentimes can feel very threatened in our survival. So I told myself something that was completely based in fear. And when I was able to come face to face with the very thing that was causing me this much terror, I realized that that wasn't even true. So it would help me really overcome this fear that had gripped my life, help me transform that fear into something very positive and something that I could work with so that I could continue on my life journey in a very positive way. And it was a huge breakthrough for me. Once that happened, I knew that I was committed to the wellness field and that I wanted to help others suffer less. I didn't want other people to go through what I'd gone through which took such a long time for me to come to realize that what had happened to my sister was her destiny. It wasn't my destiny. And what I have come here to fulfill is solely meant for me. And what she was having to go through in her lifetime was meant for her. So I wrote my first book, Says Who? How One Simple Question Can Change the Way You Think Forever, which was a cognitive method that I created for transforming negative and fear-based thoughts. And it was a really huge breakthrough book for me having written it. And it really was received quite well. So I knew that was it. I was on the path of wellness. Wow. What an amazing story. <laughs> I mean, there's some, some, some sadness in there, you know, in terms of the experience itself, but just, just the, the outcome of all of it and where you are today. And, uh, you know, uh, first of all, I, I have very, you know, it's a pleasure to, to know that the fact that you were an actress in, in the past and you had also written your own uh, scenario and, and, and script rather and, and, and gave it to uh, a major studio. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming they did work with it. I hope that they did. 
Um, and, you know, and that's actually a big deal. I mean, it's not easy to put these things together. I mean, it's, it's a lot more intense work and you have to think almost of every scenario and whatever the story has to be very compelling. And that's, that's big work. And then, then you had, you know, this personal advent, well, tragedy, I would call it for what yes. it's worth. I mean, it is a tragedy. I mean, someone that you're close to going through that, it's not easy to actually uh, deal with. And, and you're human. We're all human. We all go through things and we deal with them differently. And again, it was a tough one. And um, but, but but you did try to find measures, find ways to actually overcome. And by going through that discovery journey, you discovered you know your way and and your mission, <laughs> you know, and your your really your 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 actual uh, contribution in this world and your path is wellness. And you did, and then you started to write books. Now, first of all, I'm impressed because I see a lot of books. I'm assuming one of those is out there behind you. <laughs> yes, they are. Uh, and, and so, so that the first question, I mean, says who? I love that question. I mean, uh, many things we, you know, we many times we hear people say things, and you know, well, says who? Why does it have to be that way, right? And you know, asking always one question can lead to multiple questions, and eventually, you can if you have if you can find the answers, you probably can have an outcome that is better than when you don't ask the questions and you just kind of like in the dark. And, and that that's a big you know piece, but so so that leads me to the question, and we'll talk about the book, and then I know that's not the the only book you have a new release book, which we'll talk about as well. But but the idea is, you're into this journey, you discovered all this wellness, and you decided to you want to help the people, the world, you know, and share uh, your experience, and hopefully help them not fall into it and identify their own way and destiny. And you're doing that. You've been doing it for, for a minute now. I mean, more than a minute. But, but, but the idea is the mind, right? You discover the mind. How you turn things in your mind can make a difference. You could have easily collapsed and followed the exact path and maybe had you know whatever outcome that would not be a happy outcome maybe, right? However, you decided to discover a different way and switch that mindset. You know, the, the you are actually you, you created the Institute of Transformational Thinking, and that's the thing. It's all about how we think. If we think positive, we act positive. If we think negative, we act negative, and everything else that follows, it's either one or the other. You know, so so it, if we say like I, I I always give these these nice little uh, memes and, and and motivational quotes and stuff, and you know what? Believe in yourself. Believe in things. Say I can do. Do. The more you, you say these things, it beca becomes affirmation. It becomes real, and you manifest. And then you see the, the the fruits. And if you do the opposite, or you hear negativity all the time, you're gonna get exactly in the negative. This this topic itself, I just love it. I mean, I I live by it. I choose positivity every day. I uh, you know as much as believe me, we're all surrounded by by things that can really impact us negatively. But it's how you choose to act with it, and how you choose to behave around it, and what what you do to make that happen is the difference. So, so take us through that journey. Like, you know, you, you obviously devised a system that helped you. And now that you're helping people with, how does that work? Well, it really goes back to the first book says who, how one simple question can change the way you think forever. Because what I realized it's really everything that you said, the mind is extremely powerful. We think between 40 and 70,000 thoughts a day which is really hard, no pun intended, to wrap our mind around how much mental activity is going on in this mind of ours. So a lot of the thoughts that get our attention are oftentimes the more 
negative and fear-based thoughts. Those are the ones that really get our attention and we focus on, and sometimes we focus on them to the point where we can obsess on them and they can start to take over our life. So when I went into really understanding the way the mind works and to really take a deep dive into the type of thinking patterns that we have, I realized that it really starts with our thoughts. Do you know, everything really stems from that. And what I also realize is that so many people don't even think to question their thoughts. They just accept them. You know, it's like somebody's telling them how to think. And it could be farther from the truth. With Says Who, I created seven questions. They're very cognitive, meaning you can really connect the logic of your thoughts to the reasons why you're having them. So by questioning the thoughts that you have, you're actually challenging them. You're, you're making your thoughts work for you. You're not supposed to work for your thoughts. Your thoughts, it's the other way around. They're supposed to serve your well-being. So I realized, Hurricane, that with these skill sets and with these disciplines and with these different modalities, we can actually train our mind. We can shape our mind. We can discipline our mind. We can really do so much with our mind so that it can really help serve us in a positive way on the life journey. We just have to learn these techniques and these skill sets to be able to work with them. Do you know? I'm very intrigued and very fascinated by the way the mind works. Do you know? And I think that when we have this type of information, we have a choice every minute of the day to decide whether we want to hold on to a thought and believe that it is real and true, or we can challenge it. And we can realize that it's not working in our best favor. And we have the ability and the power to change our thoughts. That's extraordinary. It is. And, and actually, it's, it's so extraordinary and it's so real that we have true results all over us in this world. However, the majority of people are still not looking at that. They're still, to your point, taking that one thought one experience and they they dwell on that they just kind of like make it like it's a snowball effect it's like it's a stunning thing and you just keep escalating your brains and it gets becoming overwhelming and then all of a sudden you just think that's the world you live in no more you can't get out of it many people make that mistake and you know and everybody goes through tra tragedy and, and and hardship in life and hurdles and obstacles at work in family it doesn't matter we all experience it but again some of us get off quick or just can dismiss them because they, they take that thinking process and they say, no, I'm not holding to this. It's over, out. And you just kind of like open up and you're mindful to everything else. And some people, they just kind of like got stuck in the, into that concept and then it's hard for them to come up. As a matter of fact, one of the things that, I've, one of the missions of what we do, what I do here on this platform is to help people get their resources and keep them motivated and, and change for the better. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, my motto is time to evolve. We need to evolve. You know, we need to kind of deep dive into our brains and our mindful and, and our, there's, there's our energy, our spirituality. I mean, there's so many things that we can dive in and that can help us and all that stuff can make or break you. And, you know, and everybody is capable. That's the other part. You know, it's not like, you know, this is only for one, the few or the elite. It's for everyone. Anybody yes. has that ability to do it. And, and, but, but they have to discover that, that they are at that point and they have to. And even if they're not going through challenges, they should still be able to, to see, like, I want to live a better life. Okay, well, so let's think happy about it. Let's see how we're going to do this. You know, 
I, how it's gonna is it easy? No, it's gonna be hard. It's gonna be different things. But I gotta keep my mind positive and focus on all those things. I mean, I, I can give you a good a good thing that happened. Well, it's it's an example that happened to me. And now I've been in sales almost all my life. I was a tour guide. I do you know speeches and seminars and you know and I do presentations all the time. And now I do this. <laughs> But believe it or not, I mean, we all heard. I mean, you were an actress, and you you know that there's a stage uh, the stage uh, fright, and there's that that call the anxiety and all the stuff. Many people have that moment before you get into a scene or whatever. It's kind of like you get that, and and the way I got over all that stuff is that I I almost blank out, you know, before I don't think about anything. I think about everything else that is positive, but not what I'm gonna be doing until I'm there, and then I just go for it. The minute I start thinking about it everything goes blank. I mean, it's like, you're just going to shut down. It's becoming, and then you get nervous and you stutter and it becomes, your breathing gets harder. And it's, it's amazing how it shifts, how you can just test yourself doing this. And many people would have that. Most people are afraid to stand in front of, of, of a crowd or a group or even, you know, speak or, you know, whether it's work, whatever people shy away in a, in a classroom, they shy away in a, in a, in a boardroom, they shy away in a, in, in a meeting because they don't want to be that spotlight. And that's just an example, but you can, you know, and the only way to get you know rid of that is to stand and just do it. That's one. That means you have to be aware that you're gonna do it. And you know what? Hell with it. Some some you might say something, whatever, but you're gonna do it the first time wrong. The second time you're gonna do better, and ultimately you're gonna be the best. And you keep doing that. And that's just one example for me that I you know one thought that comes to my mind and it can destroy what I'm gonna be doing. As a matter of fact, sometimes you go into the you can hear something before a discussion and it kind of ruins your next step. <laughs> Yeah, if you because that's all you're gonna hear in your mind is just gonna be whispering to you, and you're gonna hear that that blah blah blah, and it's affecting the way you think. So, so I, for example, that's my technique. I just kind of like shut down everything, think about one good place, happy place, or some some good thought, and then that's what I dwell on. Or and and, and also like I'm gonna do this. It, I have no choice. This is happening. So I build that that confidence, and I, I'm able to do this. And, and again, it's all mind shifting. I mean, I can literally just like, oh, this is it. This is horrible. I can't do this. Or I can, I can do this. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's just literally, it's, it's that transfer from one side to the other. Right. Everyone can do it. Now, you said something about those seven questions that, that are all linked. Yes. It starts with says who, right? <laughs> right. That's the first question. And would you be able to share with us the other, you know, steps? Yeah, or, the yeah. first, well, the first question is really the very first step that we take to really acknowledge the thought that we're having and want to really do an inquiry. Like, why am I thinking this thought rather than just accepting it? Because mm -hmm. we accept so many of our negative and fear-based thoughts. Oh, we're thinking it, so we have to accept it. You know, that's again, not true. That's just, you know, a, a belief in something that somehow our mind controls us, which I, again, uh, challenge that. That is not true. And the first question being says who, and I like the way you say it. I've had people, I have an online um, course called the um, sa the uh, says who certifi certification, the thought coach certification training program based on the says who method. I came up with a niche of coaching called thought coaches, because as a life coach for 10 years, I realized what I was really doing was I was a thought coach. I was helping people really transform their negative and fear-based thoughts. Says who is the first question, which basically is saying, who is saying this thought in my mind? Mm -hmm. You know, well, I am. It's taking responsibility for the thought that you're having. So here you are really looking at this thought, being very directly acknowledging of it rather than trying to deflect it or bury it or pretend you're not having it. And when you acknowledge that 
by the question of says who, who is saying this thought in my mind, I am. You're then taking that first step to then want to really understand whether or not this thought is true or it's not. Do you know? Because if you're going to go ahead and believe a thought that you're having, then you really need to decide if it's actually based in truth. Is it a thought that is helping you? Is it a thought that is serving your well-being? So some of the says who are says who, you know, who is saying this thought in my mind? You would answer, I am. The second question being, have I heard someone say this thought before? A lot of the thoughts that we have do not originate with us. We heard it said by someone else. And it could have been said as early as childhood. Somebody, an authority figure, a parent, a teacher, a bully on the schoolyard, somebody said something to us and we went, oh, okay, you know, you're not smart enough. You're not this enough. You're not that enough. You're never going to be this. You're never going to be that. When you're young and you're impressionable and someone says something like that to you, your first response is usually, oh, okay. Well, if they're telling me this about myself, then it must be true, especially if it's somebody who is an authority figure. And it could even be somebody who's a bully for a child on the schoolyard that's intimidating them and they're telling them something about themselves, but they know that it's not true, but they go ahead and they believe it. The third question is, do I like this thought? I mean, think about all the thoughts that we have that we don't even like. Okay, so why do we go ahead and entertain holding on to a thought that we don't even like and that we believe is true and we accept it as true? Do you know? The fourth question is, does this thought work for me? Do you know? How does a thought that is negative or critical or self-deprecating, how does that work for you favorably? If the answer is no, it doesn't work for me, then why do you allow yourself to accept a thought that doesn't work for you? Do you know? Uh, The sixth question is, you know, do I feel that this thought has control over me? Do you know? And oftentimes you do. You do feel that this negative or fear-based thought has some type of control over you. And in fact, you're allowing yourself to be controlled by that thought. It's not like it's holding you hostage. It's not like it's holding you prisoner. You know, we are the prisoners. We're the ones that are holding ourselves hostage by believing a thought that has some kind of, we believe has some kind of control over us when in fact we can change it like that. And the seventh final question is, am I ready to let this thought go? You know, some people are not ready to let the thought go because they're so attached to it or they're so used to it or they're so familiar with it. You know, but if you're really ready to start to let those thoughts go that don't work for you favorably, that don't make you feel better, that do feel like they control you, that maybe you took on that somebody else told you about yourself, but it's not true. If you finally get to the point where you say, you know what, I've had enough of this thought. There's nothing that is contributing positively to my life. So therefore, I can choose right now to say that, yeah, you know what? I am really ready to let this thought go once and for all. And you make that decision to let that thought go. Now, someone might say to me, yeah, but what if that thought comes back? I have a great technique also in addition to the seven questions, which is the release and replace technique. The release and replace technique, I've done it. I did it once in front of 150 entrepreneurs, okay? I literally give them a post-it. It's called the release and replace technique. 
And I say to my group, my audience, the people that are taking my workshop, I want you to write down a negative thought that you have. It could be a thought that just pops up into your mind right now. It could be a thought that's been with you for the last 20 years. It could be a thought that came into your head as you were taking a shower this morning. Just write down a negative thought. Now, a lot of people will say to me, oh, can I write down more than one? Does it have to just be one thought? Because we all know we have more than one negative thought, okay? I said, let's start with one. Write down one negative thought. I see everybody writing down on this post-it, like, oh, they're like, they're, you could see the emotional effect that this thought has on them, on their faces. I said, great. I said, I want you to take that piece of paper and I want you to crumple it up. <laughs> I see them and they're crumpling up the piece. <laughs> They feel like they, they can't stand it, you know? And I say, okay, now I want you to throw that paper across the room. I, I was once on a stage and all these balls of paper <laughs> was, was coming at me. And, I, and like the, when you saw the fervor of people like throwing that piece of paper as far as they could across the room, I said, great. You know, there are all these little balls of pa- crumbled up paper on the ground. I said, do you want to pick that? <laughs> you want to pick up a piece of paper, uncrumple it, and put that thought back in your head? And they're like, no, you know, a resounding no. And then I say, okay, now I want you to write down its positive counterpart. And you could see their faces like just changing in front of me, you know, like from like this, oh, so glad to get rid of that thought to, like a sigh of relief, like, oh, okay, now I can write down something nice, something forgiving, something loving, something inspiring, you know, and they write that down. And I say, okay, do you want to crumple that up? Do you want to crumple it in a ball and throw it across the room? They're like, no, no, I don't. I say, yeah, why don't you take that? I want you stick it on your mirror so you can look at what you replace that negative thought that was so undermining, that was so sabotaging, that was so negative, that made you not feel good about yourself. And look at what you replaced it with. And let that be a reminder of how easy it is for us to replace our thoughts. You just got to do it, do you know? And it's a real crowd pleaser, that exercise. People really respond to it well. I felt like doing it with you right now. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I think people watching and listening right now, I love this. This is an exercise that everybody can do right now. I mean, just just listening to the show, watching it, just do it. I mean, try it. I, I know it works. I mean, I, you, you were saying it. I'm already, I was already doing the action. That's why I figured that we're going to throw that thing. And, you know, but it works. You're right. It's about just getting rid of those things. And, and, and by the way, you talked about it's all there. Those questions they're like basically self-analysis. I mean, you're just doing your, your own self-assessment. And once you start asking the questions, you have the answers. It's just a matter of, the, the, you don't ask the questions. That's why you don't know the answers. But as soon as you start pulling those questions, like, why am I doing this? What's going on? I can do it. I don't want this. And you would know that you got the answers. It's no, I don't want the, you know, if this is over. Right. But, but get into, to the point where people are aware enough to ask the question, to start. Is that right. the challenging part? That's and, right. And, and, and Aura, you mentioned something about a thought that may have been given to you when you were a child or any other, you know, at work, whatever. You know, yeah. that subconsciousness is always available and subconsciousness is, is powerful. I mean, hypnosis is, is 
mostly worked into that 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 level. And when yeah. you throw in something in subconscious, it stays there. It's there, and it manifests whenever there is a, a trigger. And as soon as that trigger is there, it comes back and it affects you unless you know how to get out of that. I mean, like you don't need to snap out of it. Yes. But, but most of us basically are, you know, I, I refer to the word zombies because we get those things and we operate under the same. Pretty condition. good word. That's a pretty good <laughs> word these days. Yeah. I mean, it's we are an automatic. You know, we're like we're just we're walking around just doing and going and being and we're not even having a sense. That's what mindfulness is all about. Mindfulness is being in the present moment with total awareness. What am I thinking? What am I feeling? What's going on? What am I seeing? What am I registering? What am I picking up? You know, we got to really connect to ourselves and our environment and the world. You know, we got to really be awake to know what's going on. And that's the beauty of mindfulness. Mindfulness is the practice of being present with awareness, not like doing 20 things at once or being distracted or not really seeing. You know, there's a great quote by Thoreau, philosopher Thoreau. It's not what you look at that matters. It's what you see. Powerful. Well, it is true. I mean, the you and I can see the same thing. I mean, we can be looking at the same thing and you see one thing and I see, and it oh, happens all the time with art. It happens with, yes, with everything. Yes, you can, exactly. we can, I mean, psychology, they use that too. I mean, they give you those pick those cards and they say, what do you see? And everybody gives them a different answer. <laughs> totally. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, it is. I mean, even in my, in my new book, mindfulness and mysticism, when I talk about a mystical experience, I use something like a sunset or a sunrise, which can be, incredibly exquisite and magical and even mystical. You may look at a sunset and see it one way. I look at a sunset and see it another way and a sunrise. For somebody, they can be like, oh yeah, that's great. You know, we have sunset sunrises and sunsets every day. What's the big deal? You and I can look at it and go, whoa, wow. You know, and it can ignite all sorts of things, you know, in our imagination and in our psyches, you know, powerful stuff. Yeah, I'm laughing because uh, it reminded me of something. Um, I used to teach real estate train like courses. Uh, this this probably is going to sound off, but it's not. So in in the course we we talk about, I like to make things physical, like you know, to give them a visual. And you know, some of the agents they do this mistake. They walk into somebody like a, to show a house, right? And they all walk by all the amenities in that property, and they just kind of like go like just brush through it. So I used to teach them, like, if you want these people to really get attached to this space, you got to, you know, point out, you know, what the kitchen is and how, you know, they can manifest in that kitchen, what they can be doing in that kitchen, what they're going to be doing in that fireplace, what they're going to be doing in that room, whatever it is, imagine things, you know, you, you know, you create the image. Yeah. So you start visualizing you in that home. And, you know, it's funny, everybody, once you do that, like you and I would be looking at the same thing, but I'm thinking about, you know, a party. You might be thinking about, you know, I don't know, uh, some sort of, a, you know, a nice little setting with friends and, you know, watch. it could be anything, but it's just, it's just a scenario that changes based on your imagination. But if I don't trigger that, it's not happening. Because I've seen people that walk in, they're like, again, they're just, okay, everybody knows what a room looks like. Everyone knows what the kitchen yeah, you know, yeah. looks like. But it's what you can start the imagination there and get them triggered to like really live it uh, before they even get in. They start getting, I mean, I, you know, it's just, again, it's just about the visual. And, and yeah. this whole thing is about bringing that into your, you know, in front of you, almost projecting it. Yeah. 
Exactly right. Bringing it into the foreground of your mind so you can be able to really see something. And like you said, use your imagination and start to see how that ignites your senses. Then you start to feel the endor. You know, I talk about the chemicals in the brain and mindfulness and mysticism. The very thing you just described, Hurricane, that ignites the neurotransmitters in your mind and you start to imagine. And when we start to imagine, we start to really fire up those neurons. And then we we, we ignite the chemicals in our brain and that's when the serotonin and the dopamine and the endorphins start to really excite us, you know, and we have that ability to turn that on if we, if we want to. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I think everybody wants to, they just are either not aware or they're not sure that they can do it because I don't think anyone out there wants to feel miserable or feel awful, feel this. I think everybody, if you talk to them, like, I feel bad, I'm not doing good. Deep inside, they want to be out of it. They just don't know what right. to do to make, you know, yeah. to get out of it. And that's, wow. sometimes it's hard. Sometimes they don't have the support. And again, also personalities can vary. Some people are stronger than others. They have better resilience and they can do, you know, things, deal with, with, with trauma and, you know, tragedy a little, you know, better than others. But that doesn't mean that those other folks are completely off this grid and they cannot have, you know, this, this solution. It's available. Right. I mean, this show would probably resonate with a lot of people and hopefully can help plenty. And, you know, you, you, you're talking about something about, we talked about imagination and give the example, but even success, right? You know, you imagine um, you, when you write a movie or a script, right? You, you, you can visualize the whole thing. I mean, you're writing, you actually can see the scenes <laughs> as you write them. You can see what the, the, the dialogue is. Uh, you know, you are as, as, a, as a success, you know, uh, person that wants to be in, in, in a position or a business person, that started a business like like the other day i had an interview that i was interviewed and they asked me like where do you see yourself like i see myself as a network as a cnn and bigger you know i see myself on a podium doing you know a 10-year anniversary and here we go the network is growing i already visualized that moment i already visualized the speech i you know the crowd you know how the event's going to look like that keeps me motivated and keeps me going and and it's true this is how i operate you know and everything you know I, I set up the goal and i visualize the goal i actually have a picture of my house and my car in my phone this <laughs> i gotta keep working for those things it keeps me motivated you know and and because if i don't you know it's just gonna you know impede on me and you know i'm like like oh my god collapse not i don't feel like any, any nobody can stop me except me and and i think you know that's the problem we are our worst enemy as as you know we kind of push ourselves, you know, or, you know, or, or almost collapse ourselves sometimes because we kind of, we use the ostrich effect. We just dump our head in the ground and hopefully it's going to go. It's going to just, you know, <laughs> move on. It doesn't move unless you actually face it hands on and face on and boom. Right. Exactly. And I talk about that in mindfulness and mysticism, what you just described for yourself is that we don't have to live ordinary lives. I don't, that doesn't mean you have to do something, you know, extraordinary per se, that makes you feel that it's hard to obtain. But you have to think of yourself as somebody who can manifest things that are even beyond your wildest dreams. Do you know? You just have to believe that it's possible. And again, that goes back to the thinking mind. What thoughts do you want to hold in your mind's eye? Do you know? I say you can curate. I use the word curate. Like, what type of thoughts do you want to curate? As if you were showing a beautiful exhibit in a museum. When we go to look into a museum and see a fine artist, it's curated. The finest work of that artist is shown in the museum. Well, the same can be said for our brains, our minds. Why not curate the type of thoughts you just described, really seeing a scenario for yourself that's very positive and very imaginative? That's what I talk about. And when I 
mention that in mindfulness and mysticism, I say that's when you can really feel the magic. You know, again, you're kicking in those chemicals in the brain. And I believe that we can manifest whatever we want. We can. And, and you know, again, the power of the mind is, is just unbelievable. People do some incredible things. And, you know, you probably read the, 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 the quote that says impossible. The word itself says I am possible. I mean, yeah. just that in itself. You know, is one of my my go to you know elements. So so that's the other. Like I use these anchors. Like you know, every every now and then I have these little you know quotes and things that keep me motivated. So I always kind of revert back. No excuses. Uh, you know, uh, no pain, no gain. You know, uh, yeah. uh, you know. What I mean, I I throw these. These are things that we we all know. Everybody. There's nobody right. <laughs> that exists today. What, and I don't care what language you speak. You know, what culture you have the similar expression that that actually you know yeah. repeats that or at least means yeah. that. But but we have to help ourselves this way and also find resources to help us do that, such as yourself, read books that do this. There's plenty of positive out there. And you know what? I think the positivity would probably outweigh the actual negativity in the world, but we're just not, you know, kind of um, flowing that way. That's the problem, you know, because again, you watch news and, and, and I would say no news is good news literally. And, you know, you, I'm not, again, I'm not putting that we don't need the news because we do need to know what's going on in the world. But there's there's a moment where you got to stop watching when it's just you know <laughs> redundant. It's the same. Oh yeah, I, I wouldn't advise you know getting all your information from the news. I think well yeah, well yeah, but we can talk about that. <laughs> the news can be very negative, and the news can be you know very manipulated, manipulative, and very auto hypnotic. And everybody's got their own particular news that they draw their information from. And be open-minded. You know, this is a time to be much more open-minded and get information from different sources so that it feeds your positivity. Again, if you're really going down the same rabbit hole over and over and over again and only getting information from there, then it's just going to really stay the same, do you know? And what I really subscribe to is expanding your awareness and allowing yourself to be expansive in the way you look at things so that you can really come to know a lot more than being more limited in the way you want to perceive things. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. I'm listening to you. And I just have this, this, this quick, you know, <laughs> thought in my mind when you in social media today, you know, I don't care what platform you go to. If you, if you just Google one thing, that's all you see. So if you pick one thing, that's all that's top up enough. You go on TikTok and you just look at one for like 20 seconds. The only thing that you're going to get in your feed is that same thing. Exactly. It's a, the algorithm that, that works there works also for us. <laughs> we so well said, Hurricane. It's important to bring that up because we have to really be mindful of that. Do you know? We have to, we have to be smarter than that. Do you know? And a lot of the work that I do around transformational thinking is really about heightening our awareness which also really makes us more intelligent people. Do you know? And when I say intelligent, I mean that you just really begin to understand the way things work and that you really can understand how to draw your own conclusions and use your mind wisely. Do you know? Well, I, I, I'm totally with you. As you can see, I'm, I'm vibing well with that. But, but I think the, some of the issues are, you know, some folks, they are uh, either, again, we talked about fear. Fear is a big factor, and, yes, and, and 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 the challenge with fear is that you know, they it just can inhibits everything else. You're, you that's that's the thing. Panic and fear can can be detrimental to your health and life sometimes because that's what we say: don't panic in a in, in a in a disaster or God forbid in a situation because you right. don't know how you think. Your think process right. is is gone in the window, and you're just like, oh right. my God, you're right. spinning. 
you cannot be in that mode. That's the thing you mentioned, you know, uh, a fight or flight, you know, kind of concept. It is very big and we all operate in those circumstances, you know, at all times and depend. You talked about mindfulness and, and having like, you know, be aware of things. I mean, I, I have a background in martial arts and one of the things that we all learn, you know, since the beginning, I mean, I've done it for 40 years is you have to be like, literally if I'm in a place, I literally visualize everybody around me. I can see who is going to be a tough cookie, who is not going to be, who can be dangerous, who's right, not going to be dangerous. Right, I mean, right. I have a, I have a joke with my, my best friend. You know, he's got a big family and they're all big dudes. So I, I sat down with you know, one time I was with them in the party, and I'm sitting, I'm just looking left and right, like, what happens now if I get you know, caught up with all these people? Who do I start with? And as I'm visualizing, so I told them we started cracking up. It's like you know, you you're aware. I mean, I'm in a situation. How do I handle myself in this situation? Now, this was a joke, but in reality, you go to a place, you know, like, you know, it's funny. In movies, they say, find your exit, right? You know, they prepare you that if in case of, of fire or something hazard, you need to know right. how to. So, right. but most of us, they would go, they wouldn't even know where, where's the nearest exit, where's the nearest this, because we're not paying attention, you know, and, and that's, that's a different mindset. You just have to be aware, you know, you, you see. Yeah, that's, that's why heightening our awareness is so powerful. And that's why mindfulness work is very powerful because it may, it heightens your awareness, which heightens your consciousness. And you really are like this, you know, warrior and you can really function. If you have martial arts background, you understand the discipline of the mind. Do you know when you have that disciplined mind and you can function with equanimity and non-reactivity, because the beauty of mindfulness is that you really are functioning like this warrior or samurai and that you can really navigate the moments of your life. Like I almost think of it like Tai Chi, you know, you're really kind of, you're kind of moving into the movement rather than fighting it or resisting it. And there's a lot of ways to make our minds more agile. Do you know, so that we really can move through situations, even the most difficult of situations with a very precise and clear thinking mind. This is why this work is so important so that you can really clear your mind and use it as a very powerful instrument for good. Do you know, for, for things that are positive. Oh, I know. And you know, it's funny because people are aware and in the same way that aware that they're in a negative, they just have to be aware that they can be in a positive. You know, we, they, by choice, they actually sometimes get stuck. It's not that they don't want to, they, they just, they almost make that decision. I'm stuck in this because to your point, all they have to do is kind of take that and throw it away. But somehow they're not taking it out because they, it kind of maybe serves a purpose sometimes because like by doing that, by collapsing, I'm maybe kind of deferring facing the reality of things. Mm -hmm. And that's a big problem because yeah. again, facing your reality is always, you know, <laughs> a tough, tough choice. Yeah. But, yeah. But you have to be willing to look at that, you know, really the, the power of self-reflection, do you know, I mean, it, it, I, I really do think of it as somebody who's willing to do the inner work and not be afraid to do the inner work and health self-awareness. You really are a warrior. You know, you really are someone who's not afraid to look at things. You're not afraid to know yourself. And that means all aspects of yourself. You know, we have many contradictions to who we are. And, you know, not to know yourself or not to take a deep dive in the inner journey, I think is a lot of people that are afraid to do that. They don't really want to fully know themselves. But I think it's great to really know yourself because you can come to know yourself better than anybody else can. And it will serve you well on the life journey, because when you know who you are, you'll be able to handle 
any situation that you're in masterfully. Well, you, you said, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing how it's like, uh, um, uh, what do you go? You said Tai Chi, right? And, and, and you're right. I mean, in, in the world of martial arts, we use elements, water, uh, wind, and, and every one of those calls for a different tactic or technique, right? So water, you know, wind, you go with the flow, you get, you know, you, you have to be softer, you, you're going to be rock and, and earth, which is stronger. There's different yeah. things, you know, uh, same thing in, in real life. I mean, you sometimes you have to choose to be diplomatic. Sometimes you can be blunt. Sometimes you have to be, choose your battle carefully, as they say, you don't just yeah. you know, pick yeah. the right battle. But understanding right. those dynamics makes you agile, makes you able to to do things. But, but again, uh, we, we need to make people aware that they can. And you said it perfectly, you have you have the control to turn your body to your person to a different and there's nobody better that knows you than you <laughs> you yeah. know and you, and you can really put that and it's inside it's not yeah. like you know and, and and the other part i mean some people may have difficulty but there's resources mm-hmm. you know again surround yourself with 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 the, the right crowd that's a, that's the first thing you can start i mean if you surround yourself with everybody that's going to give you just a doom you know world is ending kind of concept well you know that's all you're going to be thinking about it's the end of the world you know right. if if we surround yourself with like the world is is beautiful we're going to mars you might think that you're going to mars right. Right? Exactly. So yeah. it, and, and that's that that happens all the time you talked about the news and you know depends what channel you watch you're going to be swayed one way or the other you right. Know? right and not not to just be stuck in that loop of negativity you know or fear mongering you know you got you will you, again you want to be very mindful of the information that you're taking in do you know remember it's penetrating you you're the you're the one that can decide what you want to receive that's again it brings up the power of who we are you know, rather than to relinquish our power and allow for other things to sort of take control over us, even something like what I said about our own thinking mind, there's so many people that just feel that they can't even control their own thoughts. Let's start with that. You know, the fact that you really can choose and pick and decide which thoughts work for you favorably and which thoughts don't. Do you know? It's it's a pretty amazing ability that we have that we can make those decisions for ourselves, that we can have agency over ourselves to say, no, that thought does not work for me. You know what? That thought works better for me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring that into my mind and I'm gonna really develop my thoughts from that and see what grows from that. Which, you know, again, going back to what you were saying about what you envision for yourself we build on that and we grow on the imagination and we grow on the creative impulses that we have that, you know, I say a vision starts with a single thought. You have a single thought and imagine what's been grown from that. That's how inventions are done. That's how we have airplanes. That's how we have modern medicine. That's how we have all the extraordinary things that we have created and people that have created inventions and did great contributions to humanity, it started with a single thought, an idea. That's where it started. We're looking at each other from, you know, the other side of the, the stage. You know, somebody thought about that. I mean, you're right. And, exactly. Yeah, and, and, and you, know, it's, you know, it's so funny, you're talking about this. And I can even give you a, a simple example that you, you talked about, we have the power of thinking and choosing, right? Well, we choose what we eat, right? I mean, you, you have ability to select. I don't yes. want to eat this. I want to eat. We choose yeah. what we wear. We choose where we go, and, and and those are conscious, you know, decisions. And it's the same way. You just have to choose how you want to think. You know, where I want to be, whether I want to be miserable or happy. Exactly. That is the truth. It is the same thing. There's there, 
by the way, the menus, whatever you're looking at is the same thing. It's right. one may be physical. The other one is in your mind. But at the end of the day, it's projection. You got to see what, where you are. And that's it. If you think you are really not happy, I mean, it happens in relationships. You know, you are in a bad relationship and you know it's wrong. But yet you're not willing to make a difference or change it. And right. I was like, and many people are in that trap. And only when it's too late, when it gets too extreme, then they realize like, what, what, have, what have I done? I've lost all these years. I mean, we all can make those those. You know, and it's time you, you see it, you know, like we say, see, see something, say something here, see, see something, do something about it. <laughs> right, exactly. You know? so, yeah, so. That we have a choice and you're right, Hurricane. I mean, that, that's, it, it's funny because I bring that example up myself that we make decisions for ourselves all the time. And something like food and clothes is actually really good to point out because if you don't want to eat something or you don't like something, you're like, no, I don't want to, I don't want to eat that. I don't want that. Why can't you apply the same concept to your thought your thoughts i don't like that thought that's one of my says who questions do i like this thought if you don't like it change it to one that you like Love it. <laughs> well today we're going to make sure that people start changing you know their thoughts and you know what i think they can folks you're watching you're listening what we said right now is not rocket science it's very simple no, process just apply exactly what you heard today and there is there's a good chance I, I'll, I can guarantee it if you did it exactly how it was said right now and you apply it with true intention you will see the result no one can vibe this one out you can do this <laughs> yeah, try it. that's what i say hurricane try it what do you, you have to lose? To lose. <laughs> Try and see the effect it has on you. See what a negative thought feels like for you and then change it to its positive counterpart. And you're going to feel it different in your body. Well, I can tell you right now, you and I are having this discussion. I'm all excited just by talking about it. I mean, literally, I'm just, uh, this is not, this is just who I am, but, but really this stuff gets me going because I feel that vibe. I feel the energy. I feel the positivity and I know we can be done. That's, that's the thing with me. Like, you're listening, you're watching, you can do this, you can change. And if maybe not you, you maybe you're good, help someone else change by giving them the vibe, give them the energy level. You can, you can exchange that. That's easy. We're doing it right now. Uh, yeah. You're probably getting excited as well by, by listening right now. And maybe this can be the, that moment of change for you. Right. You can do this. Right. So, so Aura, there is a question. Uh, the new book. So, so Miss, the name of the book, Mindfulness and mysticism. 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 Would you kindly just define to our audiences what that means in, in, in I guess, in lame terms or in easy terms to understand it, you know, differently yeah. in terms of practice? Well, I, you know, as a mindfulness practitioner and author, I have written books on mindfulness, which is, the, as I said, the practice of being in the present moment with total awareness. And when we're more present, we see more, we feel more, we hear more, our senses are very heightened, okay? And when we're more present, we can, because we can experience more, we can have different states of awareness and even different states of consciousness, meaning it can take us to some pretty high places, do you know? And that was interesting for me, why I wanted to couple mindfulness with mysticism. You know, mysticism is something that a lot of people are not familiar with. They're like, what's that? That sounds so esoteric or metaphysical. You know, what does that even mean? No, I wanted to demystify mysticism. I wanted to bring it into the 21st century and say, mysticism is an experience. You know, Evelyn Underhill, the mystic that I cite in the book, she says it's being in union with reality. Well, what's reality for you? What's reality for me? I interpret that as being at one with all that exists 
do you know? And when we really don't feel separate, separateness or separation, and we feel more at one with the universe, if you will, we start to experience the universe in very special ways, do you know? And it can feel very magical, even mystical. And I've asked that question to many people. I said, have you ever had a time in your life, an experience in your life that felt very special? Like maybe you couldn't even put into it to words, you know? It was a very, you know, a type of feeling that felt just more than ordinary. It maybe felt, again, it could feel, I say words like divine and holy and sacred. And a lot of the times, Hurricane, people use those words in more religious contexts. Mm -hmm. You know, people can have a divine experience when they connect to something like religion. I didn't want to write a book on religion, although people can experience however they want to experience it. But I wanted to take that feeling that people have when they feel this exalted feeling and say we can all feel that way well we, you're right and and it's funny because we are part of the universe and as a matter of fact when you talk physics and even quantum physics we are just made of energy, energy. We, energy. Yeah. <laughs> we are made of energy the same you know elements of you know the stars and, and everything right. out there our car physicist uh cosmologist uh carl sagan said we are made of star stuff we are, you know, stardust. Stardust, yes. <laughs> we, we are quarks and uh, ions, and you know, you name it, we're exactly, there. So, exactly. So, so, but, 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 again, we we look at the word in the physical aspect. Sometimes we kind of not connect with the the mystical or the uh, the yeah. actual piece of where we really because. You know, in ancient Greek mythology, you have that, you know, the concept of the ghost in the machine. Somebody's running this. <laughs> this is the avatar. And actually, I do believe that this is the avatar. And there's there's another being controlling this avatar. And that's actually your, your soul, as we can refer it, you know, in, in common words and in, in, in religion. And some people, or your spirit, whatever it is. Yeah. But then, but then that, that's also who is interpreting, who is actually working those thoughts of yours. <laughs> so those, those synapses that are firing up in the brain, I mean, they're being controlled. So there's a lot of stuff. But we sometimes things happen to your point. We get to that level, you know, where like, whoa, you know, I am a certain, you know, like I'm just, just over all this. I'm like beyond this. But you can get to those levels as even it just being a so positive, sometimes that is in itself a manifestation because- right. You know, you you are tapping into those resources that most people are not yet, but but anyone can. Anybody can. And we, you know, if you think about it, we live most of our waking time very survival oriented. You know, we're 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 it's more of on an animalistic level. We're thinking about how we're gonna survive, how we're gonna pay the rent, how we're gonna work our job, how we're gonna make ends meet. Do you know? So it's more on that level that we function from. When we have the spirit, you know, and as uh, French philosopher Pierre Teilhard de Chardin said, we are spiritual beings having a human experience. So what we don't pay much attention to is the spirit, do you know, and that always seems like that's of the spiritual. And unless someone's really inclined to follow the needs of their spirit, which I think is really what breathes life into the into our body, we live life mostly on that level of day in day out survival and it's unfortunate because if you're so survival oriented all the time and even for people that don't have to be some people really have to work hard to put food all the on the table and there are some people that have plenty to go around and they still want more they want more success and more success and more success 
you're not really feeding the spirit. You know, how are you really feeding your spirit? And how are you really connecting to what I've called the mystical experience, where you are connecting to something that feels more holy, divine, or sacred, and that that really holds meaning for you in your life? Do you know? I, I think that that's something to pay attention to, because we can get very caught up in just materialism all the time at the expense of not feeding the spirit. Well, you know, it's funny you said that because I think one of the biggest problems that we have as humanity today is that we are caught up in the material world. And, and because of that, it creates a need for us to be stuck in situations like, you know, work or something you don't like to do, but you do it anyways, and it makes you sad and then depressed, and then you can hurt yourself and hurt your family. And, you know, I, I have a very simple rule. I don't guarantee tomorrow. The past is past. Today is a good day, and I'm going to live this to the fullest and happy. And you know what? Nothing's going to stress me out. Nothing's going to. I have no control over tomorrow. You know, like I walk in right. you know, to the work, the work up. Oh, you know, it, this happened to me a few years back. I go, I, I come from vacation. I, I show up and I get a call. We shutting down the company. Bye. The whole, everybody's gone. Didn't phase me. I started a company the next day, <laughs> you know? So, so the, the, the thing is, and again, I'm, I'm giving an example, but you don't have to start a company. That, that's just an example. I had no choice. I did it that way. And, you know, depends on what you have. Sometimes people say, well, I don't have the money. There are, there's ways to do business without having too much money. But the fact is you just have to live, you know, uh, the moment in a way without, you don't just disconnect from, from everything. But the idea is that what is the worst that can happen to me today? Or what is the worst that can ever happen to me? The worst that can happen is if I lose my health, I lose my life, right. you know, right. you know, right. money can be made. People drop right. zero money and they come back. You know, right. most of the success stories will probably tell you that they've had some bad days. Okay? Right. You know, that's not the issue. But again, when we connect it to the world, to, to the material and we, everything is, is all about what's going on around us. And then right. we caught into it and we can get out of it. But if you can oh. just dispose of that and just use that as just a, a means and it's, it's part of life, whatever you use it, you know, and, and, and just lose it if you have to, but right. and then you can switch things. I mean, we do this again, clothing, you don't like your stuff, you change it, you get something else, right. you know, you can, you can turn your life any given day right? and it's never too late. Every day is a new opportunity. You wake up, Hey, fresh day, let's do this. I know. know, but you're talking about, again, that's the, the igniting of the spirit, you know, and nobody can take that away from us. You know, that's our soul. That's what breathes life again into our bodies, you know, and when you're somebody who doesn't over identify with you, you lose your business. Like you said, you get this news and then you think that's who you are. Well, if I'm my business, if I'm my job, if I'm my identity, if I'm my persona and it stops and it's taken away from me, then who am I? And a lot of people do collapse and they do implode because they think that's their self-worth. I know that is important. I get that, especially if you've worked hard to achieve what you have, but you have to be malleable and you have to be somebody who's saying, well, this isn't going to, that saying, it's not going to kill your spirit. Your spirit rises again and then attempts to do something else that nobody can bring that down. Nobody can stop you from doing that. Do you know that you have this invincibility to you that can keep going on? Do you know? And that's why I really talk about these energies, you know, that we really connect, we align ourselves with these energies that really guide us on the life journey. 
Oh, I can tell you, this this was a journey today. <laughs> we, you know, you got us to to the better selves, and I think just by by being here, by listening to this, it's just that almost a super recharge. You know, at least for me, I know I got super recharged again. So that keeps me. Tomorrow is going to be even a more you know better day. But but I think everybody that can watch and listen to this, you you see the vibe. This is exactly how it is. You got this. Uh, you can turn this around any given day. The only thing that can stop you is you. And you know what? You know you can. So therefore, don't worry about it. Just do it. Make it happen. Exactly. Um, and so, so before I know we've 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 passed the the hour mark here. And uh, I, uh, just one question. Um, I know you have some tips in the new book. Um, can you just maybe give us a couple of them, just to kind of point us as as to as we end in the yeah. show? Yeah, yeah. You know, a really great way to start a mindfulness practice is really to just tell yourself that you want to be more present in your life, to show up for the moments of your life being really present, do you know, like be there, like really be here, I should say 100%. And if your mind starts to wander, which it will, it might go to the past and maybe wish something had been different, or it might anticipate the future with anxiety and concern and worry. Know that the past has come and gone, and the future isn't here yet. But the moment that is most real is the moment that we are alive in right now. So what can you do with this moment right now? How can you make this moment the best moment of your life? And that's it. I'm not, I'm not going to add anything. <laughs> Those are powerful words, and we're going to keep it at that. All right. Uh, I will have the, the, the link to the book and, and your site to the description of the show so people can actually link to you and potentially you know, uh, get the book. Um, and uh, certainly, uh, people can certainly reach out to you, right, and get you know, services yeah, and, and, and yeah. register Yes, they can go to orinagers.com, which is my website. And I might add, since you're on the East Coast, I'm doing a workshop in upstate New York at the Omega Center in October, from October 23rd to the 28th on creativity and mysticism. And I'm going to be doing it with a colleague of mine, Dr. Ron Alexander, who has a book that just came out on core creativity. So for those of you on the East Coast, come on down. Well, listen, East Coast, West Coast, North, West, I mean, South, I mean, wherever you are on the people planet, can, they'll, they'll travel in. I mean, this is powerful stuff. And, exactly. You know, exactly. Yeah, listen, I, I know people sometimes look for these opportunities to, to, yeah, to enhance their magical. lives. Yeah. Yeah. No, Thank that's you. great. Well, listen, we're going to, we're going to announce that. And as a matter of fact, if you can, I can get that information, I can also post it up so we can share yeah. that with people and, you know, hopefully we get some folks out there and, and get them uh, excited. That's, that's the way it is. Thank you, Hurricane, for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, uh, folks. I hope you enjoyed this 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 uh, today's show, and and it's a lot of positivity here. So uh, it's plenty to to work with. <laughs> so that being said, we'll be talking soon. New day, new show, new guest, new topic. Bye for now. <laughs>